All right. That's how it goes. There we go. <laughs> feel like a Gilbert and Sullivan opera. That's going to be interesting. I need to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon and Badges, the podcast. We're back. Season three, it's a great time to be back. I'm here, of course, with my besties. Besties. B-Dub and Hound Dog. You're my bestie, too. And I'm waving at the microphone so everybody can yeah. see it. Eventually you can see it. If you can make a mental image. And we're here with our dear friend, Ed Torres, who's staying over to help us out to do another Ed, podcast. thanks for staying for another podcast, brother. He loves it. us. We locked the door. He can't get yeah. out. <laughs> well, we had to. Yeah, he, he brought four bottles of liquor with him. Yeah, yeah. That's four bottles. Four That's bottles of liquor with him. And, you know, we got all these stories. One episode would not cover. Probably. No. We're not going to get them all done in no. two. We need no. a cyclopedia. And we and we have plenty of Buck episodes to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Buck. Yeah. We all, we're all lovers of Buck. Definitely. Ed, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for staying welcome. over. Appreciate you having me. We'll give you car keys at the end of this. <laughs> Put them in the fish I have a ride coming. Well, I tell you, we always had the on the prior podcast, we've done uh, Glens Creek, Sweet. Uh, that's correct. And then the OCD mm-hmm. five. Number 5. Now, that was, that's actually back on Season 3, Episode, episode one. 1. This is Season correct. 3, Episode so 2. two. Well, no, it's not two oh, because right. we've got two of the podcasts are time sensitive. Or so three, four, five, one. Yeah, so it's going to come five. out some right. at some point. Yeah. But uh, if it's you if you episode. missed episode one, go back to list episode one first. Right. This all make more sense right. this time. Yeah. Correct. All right. You got it. So, Ed, before we get going, uh, uh, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? Yes, I do. Right. And, and I, my shout-out is to Millie, my wife. Um, she has, we have been together for 31 years. Actually, we've been together 32 years. We've been married 31 years come this September. And so at the, at the end of the day, um, she has been with me and through everything possible. Uh, we lost a daughter a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, tough times and whatnot. But so while I'm here drinking with the guys, she is with her girlfriend having her Thursday night girlfriend drink over. So that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I, yeah it worked out well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. worked out well. A lot of times what I do is I'd come home Thursday, and I've got a gate that I lock up and, and all that stuff, get home, and I like to cook. I'm the chef of the house. And uh, so well, you didn't bring nothing to eat here. I fixed that. We're freaking out. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I'm kind hey, of getting us drunk. Right is that now. not enough? <laughs> I'm really not at the right Waffle House, <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of fun. So you know, then I, I'd prepare a meal or get get ready to have her come home. I love a warm fire. I got wood stoves all through the house, and 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 like tons of windows through this ranch house, and and again have some acreage. And it's nice just to open it up. And so when she's coming home, it's kind of a fun, fun thing. And uh, then you just sit there and relax and fix cocktails, right? And it's got to have bourbon for the cocktail. Of course it does. It's, of course Absolutely. it does. And and sit down, and then we have a nice meal, so a rosy fire, nice, cool wind blowing through, and uh, the sound of the ponds with the water streaming, and sit back and drink some cocktails. So my shout-out is to my wife, Mel. Oh, Utopia, man. That's what Utopia. you just described. In Upper Cleveland County in the foothills of the mountains. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't beat that. No, huh? 
Well, I tell you, some of the best stories are the stories we have off air. <clears throat> and if we ever do a, we we just need to not do a pre podcast meeting and just go straight to podcast. Yes, yeah, the best stories are told. Best stories. Now you brought up something about and and lay the the foundation. Oh, Ed, you were were you a sergeant in vice? No, I was a captain in vice. Oh, that was captain. kind of unique. Oh, he was. Oh, never mind. Let's talk. Oh, we won't talk about that. So he yeah, ranked you, Steve. <laughs> oh, he is pretty ranked. No, I, I've heard. No, he ran, no, I've heard plenty of. Two. I've heard plenty of stories about Steve and vice. Oh, good stuff. And Buck and Jeff Wooten. The Wooten. Yeah, yeah, we had a hard time getting Wooten on this. No, we finally came on. on. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. We had a hard time getting on here. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll get him back again. All that right, so you're, you're a captain in Vice, and uh-huh. Hound Dog and B Dub worked for you. No, I didn't. Now, he, now no, Reg worked no, for no, me on, on patrol. Yeah, when he was a sergeant. When I was a sergeant. Yeah. And and I would turn over all the prostitution Vice type stings to Reg, and and he'd coordinate that. And he was with, a pro. Uh, with uh, Robbie Bryson. Prostitution. Yeah. That don't sound good. <laughs> it was yeah. a pro. <laughs> with Robbie Bryson, who came out of street crimes. And then uh, for B-Dub, when I went up to Vice, of course, B-Dub was like the the one that I, I'm trying to think. Of but go ahead and just say it, man. It's, a, yeah, it's he unfiltered. Was, he it's was the look. man that was like the Crispiano, you know. He, he was just the guy that was connected, and, and he had all his contacts, you know. At least he would tell me so. <laughs> no, he had, he I had a contacts. lot yeah, of right. contacts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I still have them. He's always willing. So he's always willing and dealing. Putting That's that deal together, yeah, yeah. He's he's always got something in the mix. So that was a lively crew. I had a really good crew on Vice. So what's this? Was it Captain Commands? What is it? So so here's the unique thing. So when it came down, Vice is what they used to call the Blue Jean Squad, right? A lot of times you would go to Vice as a captain with the anticipation that that was going to be kind of like the retirement gig, right? It's it's something. So our vice is kind of unique. It's a it's a special investigations unit. It really is unique. If you go west of Charlotte, all the way to the Tennessee border, there's two things that that uh, Gastonia Police has that really no one else has. One is a is a cyber forensics digital forensics lab. That's bar none is is outstanding. That's tied to federal task force and in state task force, and, and does really great work about crimes against children. Internet Crimes Against Children, which is, there's so much of it, it just blows your mind. But the second part is special investigations. So you can either just buy dope off the street and, and, you know, arrest the person, there you're done. Or you can actually get into the organization, getting to the head of the snake, in which case you're getting into the federal level. You're getting distributors, drug trafficking organizations that go down to South America and whatnot. Well, that's what my crew did. And they had a they had a small portion of that group that was what we call task force officers, people who are trained and affiliated and partially paid by the federal government, DEA, FBI, uh, HSI, HSI, oh, which prior to that, ICE, inter, uh, you know, if you want to talk about immigration customs enforcement, right? Way early would have been the Border Patrol customs and all that before they came together under Homeland Security and ATF. Uh, shout out to John Rich, uh, a guy I work with, great, great like federal John. agent, John. And uh, so in the course of that, uh, I got in there, and there was a, a, a small group that had this as far as task force officers. 
But everybody was working cases to where they were getting the guy who supplies the street dealer. So rather than getting somebody who who's selling dope to like 30 guys, they're getting dope who's selling the 300 across three states or down to Texas or whatever else, millions of dollars worth. And so I think when I got in there, I had a goal, and it was to expand it to where everybody was a federal task force agent. And I think I pretty much got to that point, minus one person, even though they were still on there. I won't mention his name. And so uh, <laughs> towards the end, he wanted to be yeah. one of the task force officers. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. As you got, you got, you got your overtime or the casework. Um, so if you, if you got a case and you found out, hey, this guy's being supplied by the cartel and it's going to all these other locations and all these, not just tens of thousands of dollars, but hundreds to millions of dollars worth of stuff. We can get not seven guys selling dope on a few street corners. We can get 70 guys. And in four to eight years or five years or six years, we can send them all to federal prison for 15, 20, 30 years. That's a grand thing. Think big, go big. Go. Yeah. Go big or go home. And so, uh, you know, B-Dub, correct me if I'm wrong not to call you out, but I think I did a good job in bringing us there because the one thing I was told was is um, why are you doing this past Gastonia? I said, well, crime doesn't stop. People don't say, oh, no, don't bring crime to Gastonia. Oh, I heard that a lot. <laughs> I heard this all the time. I said, what, are you stupid? Crime's all Crime's transnational, pal. Whether you're buying, you know, black marketed tennis shoes or you're buying freaking Coke and meth, it's all produced from somewhere else. It's the same big pie. It's business, baby, and you need to dig into it. Well, I think what you're saying is, like, if we take off a large amount of cocaine back in those days, right? Right. We'd bring it up from Atlanta, Texas, or whatever. Right. We'd knock it off in Gastonia. Everybody said, look at the stats. The city looks horrible. We got all this dope seized in Gastonia. No. And then they'd come to you and say, well, wait a minute. How much money did you seize? Well, we got the dope off the street that was going in some community and somewhere in the United States of right. America. And and so to follow on that, that dope is victimizing. It's taking advantage of people. And here's the thing is dope is equal to violent crime. 100%. Because people who need their dope break in your houses, commit robberies, make assaults. They're, they're, they'll do the craziest things, right, to con- continue that addiction. Cut the head off the snake, you choke it off. Then people don't. It, it they have to go somewhere else. They won't come to Gaston County. And sure enough, our our violent crime rates plummeted when my my team. I call my team. I had them about six and a half years, I think, before I got moved due to a little shift change, <laughs> little change with the administration. Yeah, that's and crazy. I, Just so when you get yeah. exactly at the pinnacle of what you're doing they move me out they, to yeah, somewhere they move else around, yeah they and they bring somebody else that has start from zero. zero yeah and they want me to do something that so they move me over to criminal investigations to do something over there which which was fine i, you know, I didn't mind that. I, I loved everything i did was a challenge and i i'd go in i'd spend the first six months listening to everybody and everybody complained about everything right and then i'd be like okay i'll make a decision whether you like it, hate it, if you want to correct it, correct me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong, and we'll roll with it. If not, it's that's what we're going to do. So I go on advice, and after six months, my two sergeants said, just watch. You know, 
you've not been in vice before. You've, you've kind of done some investigative stuff, but you've never done vice before. So you're leapfrogging over these guys that have done this for years, decades for a couple of them. And I got in there, and I, I learned a few things. And so the number one thing is the original administrations had broke them up in like an A squad, B squad. A and, all a and B squad. And I said, well, that's a bunch of crap. Everybody's working together. There's there's no I in team, right, and all that crazy stuff. And so I came up one day, and after about six months, I posted on there the captain's commandments. And the first yeah, commandments. That's why I was wanting to get to the captain's, captain's, captain's commandments. <laughs> and so you had some of these old guys, and they're like, like what, what the, the hell is this crap, right? And and I and, and I also had them do the, the infamous – Log, right? An activity log. I said, I don't care what you. What, what was you, that drive you completely? I, I, I had some spreadsheet and I said, look, hey, <laughs> what people didn't realize is they wanted to cull y'all's jobs and move them somewhere else down to patrol because they said they ain't got no business doing all this federal stuff, right? The big stuff. And I'm like, well, federal stuff is local crimes, Wally. 90% of all Definitely. cases that go to the feds is. Local cops. Yeah, someone's local jurisdiction. Yeah, it's not feds right. capturing terrorists and drug dealers and all that. It's, it's cops, right? They don't do investigations like that. Those are political appointments. We're do you cops. remember those Ten Commandments that you come up with? So the first two commandments were, is number one, is the family comes first. That's that's commandment number one. Commandment number two is, is the team is your family. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I remember those two. Oh Lord, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Look at look at. Uh, oh, hey, we were supposed dog. to have like I'd have my my agents tell me, and, and that's another thing. We wouldn't call our detectives advice detectives, right? They were agents. Yeah, it's like that's no more secret money for magical it. stuff. And and so there, I had some of the senior agents say, "Well, we keep we hey we keep meetings. We don't have too many. We really don't want them." Because we got stuff to do, <laughs> and so they're telling the captain this, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I think the first meeting was like three and a half, close to four hours. Oh, it was said, long, man. You're going to memorize these commandments, pal. And but <laughs> what happened afterwards? We seized more dope, incarcerated more people than any other part of our history up to that point. And 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 it wasn't me that did it. It's it's people like B Dub, people like Reggie, people like you that did it. They they just came together. Problem is, is the administration prior to that wanted to compartmentalize and they wanted to put a perception of what old traditional. Well, if people sell dope, you just arrest the person selling dope on the oh, street. Yeah. Well, during my time, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, you know, I done a buy of hundred Delauded for thirty four hundred dollars. Oh, Delauded, that's the and day. I tell you the yeah. the yeah. number one rule, the biggest thing that I was told. It wasn't to be officer safety. It wasn't, you know, let's get the bike off the road. It was, is you don't let that $3,400 get out of your sight. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and then when I come along, that $3,400 wasn't nothing to let it go. No, no. Absolutely nothing. Blow it on no. one deal. Yeah, one and, deal. Don't worry about it. And that's it. So literally reaching to a point where we could do what we saw is, is a, uh, basically where they do a buy walk. And so you, you have to be willing to have them buy thirty, forty, sixty thousand dollars worth of dope and walk so that you can make the next one next one for six digit figures and oh, yeah. pop them. Yeah. And now you've not got six, seven guys, you've got twenty. And they're not supplying just Gastonian West End and Charlotte. They're supplying a quarter of the state. 
and that's that's what makes a difference. But I used to hate this. I used to, all of y'all know it. This, uh, well, you see a lot of dope traffic and amount of dope and chief or whoever. So how much money do you see? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. They say it's Christ. not about the money. <laughs> then they want to know about the money. I mean, yeah, we just yeah, took yeah, off yeah. a bunch of traffic and how much yeah. money you see? We didn't get the money. We got the dope that would have created money right. for the cartel. Now what what people don't realize though, and and is so. I was over those what's called asset forfeitures, the the things you take from the drug dealers, and you don't get to keep all of it. And the feds take first cut. So if you if you were a uh, a city police officer who went through DEA training and you became a task force officer for the DEA or ICE, HSI, became one, you you would have your agent do all this work, make all the connections, get all that group together to do surveillance on their case. And and sometimes you're doing surveillance on their case, whatever else, but no matter what you're doing all this work. And when it came down to it, fed said, well, I'm, I'm taking 70%. Oh yeah. Well, yeah and a lot of times yeah. too is, you know, I was on federal yeah. task force as well. And they would use us local guys cause we weren't as restricted Correct. As they were. So that's right. Oh, yeah. So the federal government, to make a $100, let's be nice, a $1,000 buy on some Coke deal, it'll take them weeks to get approval. For what I need to do is bring in, tell me your story, what you got, what's the evidence. All right, approved. Go do the deal. But we're going to do it, as you said, we're going to do it safely. We're going to set this up. And, and I really had such a seasoned quality crew and they're they're all unique guys. Every cubicle they yeah, have. Yeah, Big Dub's head's getting bigger. No, oh, God. no, he doesn't. He, he, I mean, he's he's no. No. So if you had no. a picture of a Cheshire cat, <laughs> no, 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 no. There you go. I worked my with, tail off. So Reggie was was old school, and yes. you were really even predating that. So well, 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 dinosaur. dinosaur. So I predate <laughs> old school dinosaur. The law days. Well, and and Me that's police. So it's kind of a it's kind of a hard thing. Is uh, whether you're a sergeant, so when you make sergeant, you want to go back to vice, right? You can actually have a beard. Now, now for the public, they don't realize. So they've loosened up on beard policies. Tattoos. Yeah. Tattoo policies. I remember when people were fired for having a tattoo on their arm where they spent $1,000 and they were a fantastic officer. And... Or they had to uh, get to have their tattoo laser removed. It, the tattoos laser removed. Could you yeah. wear that sleeve thing though? Would no, they, for no, a short time, you could. For a short time, you could. For a short yeah. time, you could. I thought you make, could wear a sleeve or something. Yeah, it like, depended on who you're working for. Right. Well, that's true. No so name. It, it, sometimes who you were. Correct. And and I'm not true. talking about some crazy, you know, uh, anti-political, racial stuff on there. I'm just talking about. I mean, it could be butterflies for God's sakes. If it was on your arm, you're fired. Yeah, up your back, your neck, fired. And, so a, uh, a tramp stamp's okay, right? Yeah, and yet on the <laughs> West Coast, which is usually, you know, I'm not fond of the politics necessarily of always the West Coast, but they're they're usually ten years ahead, twenty years ahead. They, you know, you go up to to, to Washington State, people got beards. You know, you, you you could go to other Colorado, people had beards. It, it didn't affect their performance, and so they beat in the officers. You're going to arrest people based on the on their behavior, not how they look. But you beat up officers for how they look, not how they behave. Well, and so true. that that was that was a standing. Right. You're thing. getting too yeah, deep yeah. for our show, Ed. Oh yeah, I know. but I will tell <laughs> a right. funny on something though. You're talking about oh, working God. with the feds. Uh-huh. I never forget. I was doing a briefing. I think yeah, yeah. Hound Dog might have been in. I don't know, but those two FBI agents. We was doing a briefing, and we was going to do a kilo 
takedown when the people showed up and you know showed the product for sale well we didn't have any money to buy it obviously so i said during the briefing we're going to rob them i said we just when they show up show the dope we're going to rob them which means for the listeners we're just going to take them down with the dope these two fbi arrest them and arrest them yeah (laughs) definitely but these two fbi agents pulled me to the side said we got to get this proof through dc i said dude it's nighttime they're coming with the dope there's no approval. Well, you just said, well, you were talking about getting They're ready to the have local. a cardiac. They're yeah, coming yeah, to yeah. the restaurant. It, yeah. The deal is set in motion. Well, we got to get this ops plan approved. I said, it's already approved. You was in there. I said, yeah. it's approved, dude. Yeah. We're going to rob these guys. They's like, quit saying that. I, <laughs> I, everybody knew. You knew what I was yeah. saying. In the, yeah. and everybody I said, make it happen. Day. Everybody here knows what we was talking about. Yeah. You know, rob them. It's take them down, yeah. get the dope. We had no money to buy a walk we're in the city, dude. Unless right. you feds are going to come up with it. Right. They couldn't. So we robbed them. We took them down. Yeah. We did charge them, hound dog. We did. Yeah. And as the prices of dope goes up, the budget gets cut. And you're yeah. like, man, I can't even buy decent dope. Just take it. <laughs> Just take yeah. it. Well, Crazy. speaking of dope, the last episode, we done the sweet and the OCD. Oh, that's a nice segue. Uh, on the sweet. <laughs> of bourbon. Hey. Uh, bourbon. bourbon, not 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 not, <laughs> not, 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 not coke. Bourbon, yeah, bourbon. That uh, yeah. Ed uh, was nice enough to bring four bottles. Yeah. We had split that into two podcasts because yeah. great Thanks. stories, great pours, great friends. Hey, that sounds fantastic. We gave the sweet an eight point three seven five, which is very unusual. Most of the time on this podcast, we you know we you know it's hard to get a daily. It's drink. hard it to get a daily drink at seven. I, yeah. It yeah. is. But that's one of the things we said when we first started. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, God bless you. You brought four pours. But, right. you know, even though you're nice enough to bring the pours, you know, just because our best friend Ed brought it, we're not going to just rate it high because right. of that. It's right. going to have to meet our specifications. Like I tell people at the liquor store when I talk about our podcast, if we drink a bourbon and it sucks, we tell you it sucks. Yeah. Well, let's right. you know up front. Yep. Yep. And we had the OCD, OCD number five. And all these are from, are from uh, Glen Creek. Glens Creek Distillery. Glens Creek Distillery got yep. a 6.5. So it wasn't a daily drinker, but it was uh, yeah, mildly it close, was close to the other. Yep. Yep. So you got two more over here. We'll introduce yes, those, Ed. So the the, the two we're going to be looking at, one is, I'll read off the back, said things don't always go as planned. What does? Occasionally result is a great idea. We ran out of rye grain, could not get any in short order, and we did not want to stop production. So one of the guys who works there, John, he's he's one of the distillers, asked a question. He said, what would happen if we used 100% corn, right? Bourbon, well, whiskey, rather, is the fermentation of grain, right? People try to make this all real fancy. So he says, what would happen if we used 100% grain or corn? In typical uh, fashion, we decided to give it a try and find out. Tasted good coming out of the still. So in the barrel it went. Didn't have a name for the new product, so we went with COB, corn-only bourbon, and Joe said it was amazing. Imagine that. So we had Epiphany, and it took more time to come up with the name of it than it did to distill it. (laughs) Simple, but it works. what we're looking at now, this one says it aged at least 24 months. The prior ones were like 30 months, right, getting close to three years. This is 106.8 proof. And a barrel number three, barrel number three, that's so uh, small as far as that's concerned or, or short barrel on that. I'll, I'll have to take this bottle home. Bottle number 148 and uh, says percentage of alcohol per volume, 53.4%. So, All right, good deal. Now, you don't have to take it home. 
Oh, we and, hey, I mean, you, so, I, so for the listeners, I told them to pick a bottle. You don't have to take it off. I said, you pick a bottle. I know which bottle's going to go. It's going to be this sweet, and I'll have to go back and get more sweet. Yeah, like, I know hey, that bottle's going to get You know gone. what we should do, Ed? We should What's make that? a bourbon trip. Hey, that's great. The four of us? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you, mean, you mean with B-Dub? Of yeah. course. Well, can I not go? But I, I, now, hey, we need a driver beat up. I, I can't. I can't be on a motorcycle. Now I drove a motorcycle a while when when yeah, gas prices were high. Yeah. You remember that? I remember there was that. eleven of us, yeah. and it was fun and both scary as as hell. But we can't drive a motorcycle up there because we have to have room to bring our bourbon. Yes, that's right. That's right. right. Now do do a mildly pour on this. You've been oh, you have been Christ. heavily handed. So 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 you're you're pouring you're pushing this out. So you tell me when. That's good right there, sir. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, right. you got that, like, fancy level mm. there. It's, you, you almost think you were tasting wrong. That's good. Thank you, brother. Jesus, okay. let me get some of that. <laughs> yeah, I want. Like, you didn't Barry finish your like prior triple. one. Barry that's good. Triple. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, Let's see what I've got here. Okay, this one's a clean All right. A lot of pours oh, going on. Corn <laughs> only <laughs> bourbon. Yeah, uh, this this intrigues me. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. So, I've so not had a corn only bourbon until Glens Creek, so this is interesting. You know what I just did? What you did? What you did? I just smelled my bourbon in the glass. Then I went up to my microphone and smelled it again. <laughs> you smelled your microphone? I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's got good legs on the on the glass. It does. So how do what are, what are legs? Yeah, explain that. That's to the it. things you walk on. It's got feet attached to the bottom of it. <laughs> We've had since birth. <laughs> <laughs> no legs are the uh, when you swirly. And again, uh, one hundred six point eight, say one hundred seven proof. Basically. When you swirl yeah, the alcohol around in your glass, the uh, liquid, which is actually the oils yep. that come down from the glass, that's what opens up the aroma and helps get you uh, let you pick out the different smells. Or I'm demonstrating over here. You see, I'm yeah. twirling. You, you know, this is a podcast, right? No, I mean, I'm swishing it around in the glass, basically. I'm getting legs. All right. You know, yeah, yeah I've gotten a very open topped glass. I'm not really getting a lot yeah, of that. That open top glass yeah. is, is difficult to smell but it. I tell you what, you know what I get off this? I get oak. I smell yeah. oak. This is to me for, for epitomizes actually bourbon. Yeah, I agree. You know what? And, and and let's be honest, guys. You think a lot of the guys, if if, if it was the 17, 1800s, they're going to distill whatever grain they're producing. Do you think they're going out and getting 21% rye? You know. So much bar- They ain't getting yeah, all that crap. And most they're- all those leftover grain that Correct. they couldn't. It's uh, leftover grain that they had to store and yeah. not go to waste. And what was a, a popular grain, it was. It was corn, or they it would be Native wheat. Americans, right? Correct. Yeah. And so, this is to me epitomizes. I fell in love want, with this. I wonder what kind of corn they use. Do you have any idea? Now, is it yellow corn? Is it I, white corn? It's a yellow corn. I, I think. Now, I will tell you. I also went to another distillery, which was um, Bluegrass Distillery, which there are only one of five distillers that uses blue corn. So, I do have some of that. If if I do come back, if you want me back. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, you back. You so bottles. I can bring you a exclusively blue corn distilled bourbon. Now, somebody does a red corn. Do you yeah, know that? Jeff the Creed. Is that this? Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly yeah. right. It's okay. a bloody butcher's corn. It yeah, is that's as it. red okay. as red can be. Really? Really? Yeah. And it has a has a unique and different taste yeah. to it. That's the way. I, now, the blue corn doesn't really have any distinction in color, but 
it it definitely has a spicier. But this is, man, it's, I get a lot of oak smell to it. I know y'all are beyond me tasting already. I'm it's, getting the oak, still get a little spice. It's smooth but spicy. It doesn't. It what has we, a little burn when it comes down, but it's not the same as what the sweet did. Wonder what litigates the 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 spice. though. it was all corn. You know what? I don't get spice. I don't. In my, my on my palate, I don't. I do not get spice. I think this is the I get one sweet. where I think it's sweet. It is. Than it's wheat. sweet. It's got a corn sweetness. You know the the florals smell on it. I've got. I, I, I love flowers, and I've got tons of flowers around my property, and it reminds me when I walk through my. Ed is a man show. Don't talk like that. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What are, <laughs> hey, you know, call out for what it, freaking. I have my soft side. So uh, when, when I walk home, I've got some jasmine and honeysuckle. I've got tons of honeysuckle. It grows over everything. And it almost reminds me of a honeysuckle walking through. This is a southern drink. You have planted that in my mind, but I'm getting that now that you said that. It's a southern drink. Honeysuckle. It's, yeah. it's walking through a Dixie downtown down south gate with the smell of honeysuckle and jasmine as you sit down and drink a bourbon that's what that is yeah y'all yeah yep. you're such an idiot <laughs> that's the south don't get southern don't get yep well that won't cut it because <laughs> think about it corn only these guys when they when they were getting in the crops look and, away and this is the one thing that the man uh dave and i hope i'm not butchering his name meyer said and he's related to the Merricks if you understand if you know the Merrick name out of Kentucky but um they did things simple they, there wasn't any complicated distilling process they took the grain that they had they stuck it out there fermented it put some sugar to it and you ended up with alcohol pretty common sense pretty yeah. common sense and so I'm like dang what? that's and, on time right there and honestly I like it it's different yeah I like it it's only it's the first corn only bourbon that I've ever had. Me too. Yeah. Dittos. So uh, once again, same distiller, and I'm like, think dang, he's well, like he's, he's uh, introduced me to something. Now, is, is he a micro brewer? Is he? This is distillery. I say bro- what distillery. Distillery. Brewery. Distillery. I'm sorry, distillery. I I don't know that you'd classify him. Mean, that's one question. I had a couple questions. I had uh, one of the guys at work ask, uh, I said, what questions would you have if I could bring them on the, I'm just a little late now, get them on the phone, and maybe that would be a good thing to do on another podcast. Definitely. But uh, they said, what what effect does sun have on bourbon, sun exposure to bourbon? So, like, you set bourbon out, and you've got, like, a little backyard they talk within the, the, the barrel itself? or uh, Well, no, on the bourbon itself, like when, when – when you have it right here in the bottle, is is there any effect? And then the second thing for me was going to be is, um, what what do you qualify as being, like you said, a kind of a micro distillery? I don't think he's a micro distillery because obviously he's been in the business for. Well, no, no, but so far, all three of these pours have been very unique pours. Yes. Oh, wait till you get to this Hamilton Dark. I'm curious to see. You make you guys may not care for it because of. The pilot that you have. But, so uh, far, so far you're hitting a hundred out of three out of four. I don't think. Dude, I, I'm going to put this. I I, yeah, I, I went there, we drank five, then it became, I think I had eight or nine different pours when I stayed over the extra hour. I only had one, <laughs> only had one where, you know, 
all these distilleries, they, they usually offer something that's kind of unique. And they had a smoky one. And I was like, I started choking up on it. I, I, I like smoked meats and I like smoked foods and all that, but it was something I couldn't take. I had one out of maybe eight or nine that I said, no, nah, I don't care for that one. Everything else, I was like, wow, mm, that's not bad for the prize. Yeah, so so far for me, three out of four. Yeah. I like all three out of four. <laughs> well, well, let's rate this I like COB. I like right. one. I like one a little bit better than the other two. Oh, this this one's coming up. Yeah, the out on first top, one right? I think still coming up yeah. on top. Yeah, it is. Boy, COB's that's, that's, good. You can suck that back and it's like I did. Gosh, yeah, oh my I don't know. <laughs> if you're if you're a Coca Cola drinker, you'll drink that. If you're a ginger ale oh, yeah. drinker, you drink it's like, yeah, man, that meets everybody. COB's good though. Yeah. It is. It is an it's an all rounder. I'm telling so, you, I'll, I'll wait for y'all again. I'll wait for y'all's. Uh, I, like, I like the COB, corn only bourbon. Corn only. Oh, I've been right there, Hound Dog. All right, yeah. ready? Kick All it right. off. I like it. I think I know what the number is, but I don't love it. But I don't love it. Six and a half. Six oh man, five. I figured you'd oh, say geez. seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going with a seven. There seven. Yeah. B dub in the seven. I have to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go six on that one. Okay. I'm going to say at least a seven and a half. All right. Oh, this is going to be close. Yeah. That Down is dog on the uh, calculator. Taking away. Almost a daily drinker. 6.75. Yeah. yeah. Six and three quarter. Yeah. Yep. Somebody could have given it a but quarter. But you know what? But yeah. you know what? I could I, make that a daily drinker. I, I, was, I would still buy it. I would buy it. But here's the problem yeah, with multi uh, tastings. That may have been a daily drinker had we not had the other two right. first. Per- personally, I would give this a higher rating, but I'm so afraid of sounding so biased doing this. Oh, dude, back if back. you like it, you like it, you like it, dude. Man. Dude, I think personally it's an eight, but um, or a seven and a half at the very least. It's very unique what, in itself. The, what did I give as a rating? Seven, seven point five. Yeah, seven point five. I think it's seven and a half to eight easily. It's Easily. too late now. You're already at 7.5. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> we're following the rules. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rules the... around this place. We have rules. <laughs> Test is done. All right. Good deal. Yeah. Dave, if you're listening, that's a damn eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I say, had, had we not had the other two. I'm trying not to sound so biased. You know, no, and go ahead. No, had not had the, I'm just repeating myself. That, right, that so, would may have scored higher. So if I had not had this sweet, right first, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would have probably rated the other two higher. Okay, but I really, really, really yeah. like that sweet. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the it's sweet's really good, good, but I'm agreeing with Slow Ride here. You know, we've got three of them down. We got one left to go. Yeah. Usually we do one and we rate it. Man, we yeah. need a sound bite of drums. I've been looking. I cannot find. You'd think that'd be everywhere. I cannot find that sound bite. Really? Well, I can't do it. I mean, yeah, I've got this sound bite. You got such well, a- shit. <laughs> if you find that one, you can find one about anywhere else. <laughs> you got such a pretty board right there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it not is. beautiful. It's, Look it's, at the colors. It's, uh, yeah. It's beautiful. It kind of just draws you into it. Yeah. Well, if the lights was there. Just, just don't touch right. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch the damn board. No, I, I seem to remember there was a podcast <laughs> about that. Don't touch the board. That transporter. Get, don't touch the transporter. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah. All so right. it's so it's it's really <laughs> the guy puts it on there. John put it on. Amazing. Um, and and I didn't want to come here and like sell a product, but damn. Well, it's selling oh, itself. It don't it's have selling it. itself. No, it's selling it, itself. It really is. And when it, he wrote on that bottle, though, he's he's not stamping that with a machine. Is he? He's writing that down by hand, right? Is that, is that correct? It, yeah, that's right. He's on the label. No, on, the label yeah. on the label. We talk about the model number. Yeah, on the label. It looks like it's handwritten. Yeah, he's got, yeah. you can tell. It looks like it is handwritten. Dude, I'm telling you, you go it's in there and you'll see beer kegs that are welded into to sheet metal that goes into basically their version of a column. It's and, not a, a computer-generated number. It's, no, it's and, and it's not. This is a steampunk, steampunk raw version of what was originally made to make bourbon. So I'm going to have to go up there now just to yeah. go to this distillery. So when, when you go down that road, sorry, Dave, you're going to go down past Castle and Key, and you're going to dead end out, turn left. And when you look at the sign, go to the left and walk up the steps and enjoy. How about this? We'll go as a group. Oh, that they'd be a good road trip. How long does it take to get there from here? Like, so can we leave now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I got to go to give me Dude, some breakfast. I'm telling you. Um, so what? What's killer is is I go forty. So uh, I used to buy explosives in Arkansas. Forty is a really interesting ride. Okay, the bomb fed, tech. The, yeah, the feds listen, listen to us, <laughs> buddy. Sure. I'm a prepper. And I used to buy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Kentucky. That's right. And we're gonna buy some bourbon. And we're right. gonna get some blow up. So shit we're, we're yeah, gonna split north. So we're gonna we're gonna bypass Knoxville, which is the traffic there is always unbelievable on 640, and then we're gonna go north on 75. Beautiful ride, man. It's I don't know if you've gone 40 to 75. I think I was there two weeks ago. Okay, that's so you took that straight up. You yeah. did go to Frankfurt. I did. And uh when you go up there and and finally get into Lexington there, it's 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 really only like 30, 40 minutes out of there. So let's say less than six hours, five and a half to six. But when you get in the Cumberland Gap, the space between North Carolina, Tennessee, and into Kentucky, it's like Two lanes with concrete walls going. Oh, it is. You it know really what I'm is. saying? Oh, yeah. And two yeah. lanes with concrete walls going south. And by God, if you get behind a double wide that's oh. being transported, or you you have a car wreck. So unfortunately, we pulled up on what uh, uh, I don't, I didn't check back on. It looked like a fatality. Oh, they Lord. were pulling oh, the man. man's body out. Oh geez. And uh, he took out like 250 feet of cable divider. Oh God. Holy yeah. Shit. And and uh, so it's kind of a rough thing going up there. Well, that alone, and of course, being the typical. He says that with a laugh, a little giggle. Being, well, he was being a paramedic. The typical American people in front of us had to park their damn car. Oh yeah, God represent. Get out, walk over while ten. Uh, the first Tennessee trooper was a ten. I think it was a Tennessee trooper pulls out. He's pulling the body out into the divider with all his cable ripped out. Right, it's a little four door, you know, foreign car pulling out, and like three guys dr- block up traffic, walk over, and you got to stand there and look at it. Oh so yeah, you, and and then the first thing I can only imagine, what you got? And it's like, <laughs> is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> it's like, I think he's dead. <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna ask somebody's loved one. Give it a little respect here, dude. Sure, you don't and, know and, that. And this is how bad it <laughs> no, is. This is true. The trooper <laughs> was true. still. Now that we could hear there's troopers trying to get there because it's only a two lane damn highway oh, north, yeah. 
and south with concrete walls this side and the Cumberland Gap. So they can't get there. They're, they're struggling to get there. And you got to think, seriously, dude, that one poor lonely trooper with all this, all these people looking at him with a, a body cam, he's trying to see if there's other bodies in the car. Do you mind giving him a, a oh, little yeah. bit of a Just break not. here? Give him a little bit of room. Give him a little bit of room. <laughs> or give him a little bit of help. Oh, help yeah. him out. Yeah, help you him know, out. and this is why we're taking a trip up there. And then later that night, we're hitting Glens Creek. So, um, yeah, but it, it's it's less than six hours. Once you know how to get, the, it's it's the traffic that holds up. If traffic didn't hold up in the Cumberland Gap, and anybody who travels that, you can tell me. You'll pass the the adult uh, store with the big Christian cross at the Tennessee border on the right hand side. They'll know what I'm Ooh, talking is that, about. Well, you're looking at slow ride about that for, but yeah, yeah, no, 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 adult <laughs> store with a cross. There's an adult store. Wow, I can't even remember how to say it. You when you get older, you just lose with, those words. With the cross on the hill, and then right next door to it, there's a big cross, yeah. right. And it's it, it's it's at halfway. I mentioned it to a guy. So one of the guys I know, I'll have to call out to him, Otis. Here's a call out to Otis. And he calls me up right when I'm getting there and he says, Hey, what you doing? He's a truck driver. And I said, Well, I'm 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 cutting across Cumberland Gap. I'm getting at, at this location. And I mentioned to him, he goes, You mean the adult store where there's the cross? <laughs> he knows about it. Must be fairly familiar with the truck driving community. Good prices. Yes, sir. Good prices. I'm not asking. So, uh, yeah. Oh, we can stop for slow ride. I mean, we'll take a little detour. Yeah, he's, you know. he's kind of piqued my curiosity yeah, he's now. He's, he's like, you don't mean the. I'll I, go in there with him. I don't care. Holy cow. Is that popular? <laughs> so it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. But, uh, no, that, that was a pretty interesting. Well, sex sales. I mean, yeah. think about it, guys. Sex yep. sales. Sex sales, and I mean, so does religion. That, so, and if you feel bad about it, you just walk up the hill to the cross. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that oh, my God. Uh, Can you believe what I just I did? I really did that. Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I, you was watching. Uh, I, so. I was raised Catholic, so that's that's what confessionals were made for, um, right? Roman Orthodox Catholic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys are good, right? Because you just go, what, what day? You just, you're good all week, then you so go to I, confession, <laughs> you're good. So, I, so, I so growing up, I went through parochial school in Michigan. So um, I was in a Catholic school. We, you wore a uniform. So Thursdays, you you went in for like a confessional and some like like a pre-mass and stuff. Fridays, I always seem to remember Fridays was like fish, all right? So I was, I'm Lithuanian, so that's Roman Orthodox Catholic. That you can't get much more Catholic than that. And uh, lithium, Lithuanian, oh, Lithuanian. Lithuanian. <laughs> yeah, he's from Bester right. City. Yeah, a country he's a Bester has, City Catholic. That's a country lithium. that has less than three million people. That's in that it. lithium. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, lithium. Yeah, Bessemer, We're not talking about Bester City. I'm sorry. Beat up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, lithium and sun drop. I'd be a billionaire being lithium. But go ahead. Nice, awesome. So. so so, anyways, yeah. So you you go in there, and and I never understood. It. So you're like nine years old, and you you get pulled into the confessional, confess your sins. What do you know about? <laughs> you're nine years old. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. What I, I do? I didn't do my chores. I don't know. I farted. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So but, you can go in there every week and just confess, and if they yeah, okay. yeah, 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 and then be, Fridays, okay. clean so, slate, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Saturdays Baptist it was like an uh, it was like a light mass, and Sunday was a serious mass. But the great thing is the nuns made killer donuts, 
and you got coffee as students. So you could be, when your kids got there early, you got donuts, dunking donuts, not that that's an advertisement, true dunk donuts that you would dunk in the coffee. And so that you can imagine this, they're feeding like freaking elementary kids donuts and coffee before school. I mean, what would you do in the booth, though? Somebody come in there and say, I committed murder. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, d- d- is that the same? I, I mean, well, covered like you with a. So I was an snicker bar. We had cool priests. So I had. Uh, so we had. I'm cool, just curious about. This we had thing. a cool priest, uh, Doctor Pole. Doctor Pole. Yeah, Doctor. And like he's. <laughs> they all they liked boxing, so like you could resolve like uh, schoolyard fights with a boxing match. But uh, you go to confession, uh, and now Pohl. you got through. Did the priest ever got? Hey, you got her number? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't. She even, might need to confess. I don't even remember the. But if they've come up and committed like a murder, or killed five people or something, I don't know. I don't know. how would they do that? That'd be hey. So maybe we need to ask. So one. considering that, so you know the uh, the Catholics, so because you you allow drinking, right? Yeah, that'd be a cool one to bring in here. That you bring in a priest and do a bourbon drink. Can you get us one? I can look. I can look around. So <laughs> I got so, yellow pages. <laughs> hey, so, Southern Catholic Catholicism is different than Northern. Oh, I, I bet it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, up there, and, and yeah. the families from like Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Southern goes, "Hey, y'all, watch this." Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You yeah. did what? Yeah, that's right. Hey, still hold my beer. Hold my cross. That's <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, a lot of families from Chicago. So you had a Polish church, and they would do mass in in Polish in Latin. Lithuanian church, where my dad. Went to they they learned in Lat uh, in Lithuanian and Latin, uh, the Irish Church, the Bohemian, which was I guess uh, all the Ukraine and all that type of folks, um, and they actually had uh, back then they called them Hispanic now Latino, right, up there they got Chicanos. you don't have to be politically correct yeah. here, brother. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So er- every corner had a church. West Gastonians, yeah, and then you had you had the Italians run a lot of the stores. Oh, yeah, like you think throw them in there? Yeah, it's Chicago, man. All right, let's do this uh, Hamilton Dark. The Hamilton Dark. Oh right. man, let me get I a glass here. It's not being tampered with here. Uh, do we have a glass? This I'm trying to let me pour this out of it. Yeah, it's one of these rare oddities. We have we more bottles. We do glasses. Jeez, here we hit me. Okay, I'll hey, B Dub is first. I, yeah, I want t- you to yeah. know. Okay, that's good. That's good. Jesus. So, so, <laughs> so wait a minute. You're not even I'm drinking. Fi- I'm finishing this. Uh, my palate. I don't want to disturb my palate. Well, uh, I mean, so can can I say something? Go ahead and interject part? that. So I was told by several of this. the distillers. They said the best thing to clean your palate between bourbon drinking is another bourbon is a cheap beer. Oh, well, no, the that. host don't have that. Yeah. I'm sorry. So here we go. So very light pour, please. Light pour. He don't. I don't know if he knows that. That's good. Thank you. Pour. That's good. <laughs> hey, he's holding that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Thanks, brother. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Jeez. That's that Catholic in him, I guess. So that I was gonna say. <laughs> you got that right. You can say Jesus, but don't say the other one. No. If you're Catholic. Getting them pours in. <laughs> oh. Master pour. I'm still drinking the other one. Well, it's really he's he's a prof- look at he's a professional. All right. he's, now he's, the uh, would you, would you I am else? no. All right, Ten Commandments. Yeah, Ooh, that's my cherry on this one. Yeah, very. You're on spot right there. But there there me. is a cross the board profile that right. I'm picking up from bottle to bottle. Mm. Okay, now this one is a hundred point eight proof. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I think uh, barrel six. some chocolate cherry maybe. 
Yes, chocolate, cherry. It's it's very much in that line. It's a very dark specialty drink. And the way they have it described on the back, Hamilton Dark is a unique spirit distilled from grain and cane. Produced a lighter tasting distillate that traditional whiskey. We finish it in used bourbon barrels for a familiar hint in our favorite Kentucky beverage. We hope you like it. Mellow taste, extra long, smooth finished. Definitely that. See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting like really heavy cherry. It That's is a getting. heavy cherry. I love this drink. Now, if you make a, a blood orange old fashioned with an amarino cherry, mm-hmm. you're you're on time with this. You could even use this or something like the cob with a with a walnut bitter, and you're you're on time. I have to try that because I got some walnut bitter at home. Yeah, dude, I we're. <laughs> So we're like sitting here and connecting. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, right? Like, I know. Yeah. I'm taking all this right. in, and I'm getting this. V Dub's just getting plastered. Yeah, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a dark chocolate, kind of a um, oh, it's kind of a flat, you know, non-sugary, sugary, okay. sugary, dark Hershey. Yeah. I was going to say Hershey yeah, chocolate. Yeah. It, this would be like the Godiva chocolate of bourbons. With a cherry raspberry yeah. flavor. And what throws you off is is we went from the highest highest proof down to the lowest proof, and the lowest proof is almost 101 proof. And yet all of them have been smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, Dave, they don't drink Dave, like Dave, in Kentucky, proof, you, you owe me on this one, brother. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm serious. I was like, holy cow, I bought three of these suckers. Three of these. He ended up signing this one to me. But, um, and you notice think. what's missing the most. So, this one, I think, this this one, you can sit back and just drink it kind of like a liqueur. Yeah. I see that. I, I, so, I if that. you if you have a lady and she's not big into the bourbon scene, like my wife, she's not. Real, okay. But she tastes everything that I've ever drank. Okay. And, and, and it is an exposure thing. Yeah. You can feed them this and, and, so on these, you might you might make a cocktail out of it, but this this one right here, you can feed it to them neat on the rocks. And you're like, talking about the Hamilton Dark, the Hamilton Dark, and I'm getting a uh, chocolate cherry like the boxes yeah. used to get on the long finish. Mm-hmm. I'm getting yep. a chocolate mm-hmm. cherry. Now he does a Hamilton smoke. I did not try that one, but this Hamilton Dark is like man, that's that stuff's to die for. I tell you that I really get the cherry. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, it's, it really can, pops. I, yeah, it does. It's so good, <laughs> right. dude. Well, I've had four of them here, and you've not had a single one. And I've listened to y'all's bo- podcast for a while. Hey, we got a listener. We got a, <laughs> listener. Yeah. Yeah. a listener. There's a winner right here. And 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 what's amazing is is you guys are are very fair and not being very elaborate in rating high you know so you have a tendency you you can get a really high rating for a lot of stuff just because of the name value and whatever else and you don't but i'm telling you man we've got all four of these and you're like man i can yeah he's in the ballpark he's in the ballpark of every one of them what's what's the price on the on that one about oh god again it's like 50 ish to 60 ish now is the price point pretty much consistent across all the pores yeah yeah it's 50 to 60 and we don't like the price point 
uh, influence our influences. Right, rating. right. Fifty to sixty bucks, but you got to think that's not a bad price when he's not a big, big distiller. Oh yeah, who's charging you sixty to a hundred? Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, and, oh, he can make it up. Charge that. He really could oh not my God, charge yeah. that. It's I don't so know how good. a man's making money, to be honest. Well, easy. Yeah. Don't tell him, man. we got to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. being honest, man. Like yeah. the, uh, the well, sweet, that could, yeah. that could be upcharged yeah. way Generally, up. when they do that, they'll do an up upcharge on one to, to make it to seem like a more premium the pour. premium pour, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Now, he has one of the premium pours. I didn't bring it because I thought it would be too much of variety and flavor. I can bring a whole new, another set. Vito Vivo, which is the 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 little crow. You know, I, I saw that. Is that what that means? That was what does that translate to? <laughs> Hell if I know. <laughs> oh, you could made it up, man. Yeah, you should have made yeah, something dude, up. It's, 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 really? Of everything I studied, you you're going to ask me that one question. You got him on one question. <laughs> Holy crap! He stuck it to he me. Got you. Dude, I, stu- I studied. Now, I now studied look like this. a moron. We never would have known. You could have made something up. Yeah, we never know. Oh, you look like a moron. Look at us. <laughs> oh, hey, the little crow flies south in the summer. See, that would have been perfect. Yeah. It's like I don't South Flying Crow. Yes, Always South flying, flying South. Right. Remember that. Right, so I'm gonna get it yeah. start this off. I'm giving this a seven. It's a daily drinker for me. Oh gosh, yeah. Easily. For me, right. that's a nine. It's a nine for Ed. Oh Ed yeah. Nine. I could drink that all day long, not even. Dog seven. Eight. I'm gonna weigh in an eight. Oh, good job, yeah. man. Slow. You know what? I'm I'm kinda disappointed. All four of these pours we've had tonight. Do I need to throw this under the bus? Or turn, turn? No, no, no. I'm, no. Don't do that. I mean, you have no. yet to go say. A second drink. I need to take a second drink. <laughs> well, my Lord. He needs to take a second drink. All right. All right. Sister Chief, Captain. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the hell you Federal, are. Whatever. Contractor worker. Contractor. <laughs> Fixed income. Don't say I don't follow orders. Retiree. Retiree. I'm about to go eight on it. Eight, yeah, really. Yeah, and I'm really impressed with that. You you can come back to this, and and I think that's the biggest thing. Every time I go up there, the guys like, and I get the same request: Weller, Blanton, right? And when I send them Weller, I say which one you want, and usually it's the middle one that's the 107 proof, mm-hmm. um, or or the green. Bland just bland is bland, and I will tell you this. So this is the number one thing. So if you go up there, and, and the average person doesn't know this, you can go into a pharmacy, and they sell bourbon. Yeah, right. You can go right. to Kroger and have bourbon. It doesn't matter what store you have; they sell liquor. Well, this is Kentucky. It's Kentucky, and if you want to drive away, they're like, "Would you like a cocktail before you drive away?" Uh, what do you mean in the car? Well, yeah. It's like <laughs> what. You were going to lock you up in North Carolina. So uh, what, what's amazing is is they all have such a wonderful appreciation for what is a national state treasure, right? It's, it's a ding. Exactly right. Bourbon and beef. Bourbon is the America's spirit. It is. Well, and the governor yes. of Kentucky signed into law just recently uh-huh. to where the distillers can sell – Look about the drink and the bottles, right? Uh, even if they're in a dry county, and yep. what he's doing is a, a genius move because he's protecting, you know, their yep. the, yep. 
what's we're moving for protecting their product. Their products. Right, their, yeah. their, so here, here's it's an eight. It's an eight. It's an eight. Better, we got her down here. Figure it out. He, here's the problem they without that. Crap, so all man. these guys tell me to go up there and buy these, you know, very reputable brands, and they are good brands. I like I like the middle grade of Weller, and. You can walk into – so I went into, like, the liquor barn. You walk in a Total Wine, whatever else, and you say, okay. And you can see they'll have a tasting area, right? Eight, 12, whatever dollars to, to get a shot. And they'll give you more in a shot. And they're all wonderful places. And so <clears throat> I go in there, and I get all the wellers for a taste and blends and all that. And I'm like, hey, you know, so where do you where do you have this on the shelf? It's probably going to be ten twenty dollars cheaper than it is North Carolina. My guys in Charlotte want want to get some bourbon, so I'm just going to buy whatever, stick it on a credit card. They can pay me back. I ain't got it. Well, yeah, yeah, you do. It's it's <laughs> you just served it to me. I'm seeing bottles on the shelf. If you go to a restaurant, you can buy it in the damn bar. What do you mean you don't have it? And they're like, we, we don't have it. You can go up to Ohio. It doesn't sell as much up there. And it's like, well, I'm not driving to freaking Ohio. I'm I'm in Kentucky. I'm here for the races. I'm here for horses. That's, man, that's, that's stuff. And uh, they're like, no. You, they said the biggest thing right now is people who have quit their jobs, they show up, they go to Buffalo Trace, you know, they'll go to Weller, Blanton, um, heaven hill what whatever it is and they will buy in mass as much of the bourbon they can of whatever series that comes out and then they'll resell it much like we were talking about tennis shoes at one point like on the secondary market yes they and jack the price they so jack high. the price up and they will buy all of it and so you can't get it <laughs> like well, you mean they don't limit? They don't limit a one-time purchase. I, I don't know what the. I'm sure there's an I mean, interstate. Well, you can send thing. three people in a car though. Like we are right, right up there. You go well, it's by like and they, cigarettes, right? You know, it's yeah, like geez. been buying cigarettes and transporting up north. And I'm like, are you serious? People are. I mean, I knew that people made money from that and went out west. So you kind of think of here's a nostalgia moment: smoking the bandit, right? Yeah. Cool. Buying booze and transporting out west for people who can't get the booze because it's not distributed there because of tariffs, whatever. And and I'm like, oh my god, I can't even buy Kentucky bourbon in Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. And and they said, yeah, that's that's a popular thing right now. So that's kind of a crazy thing. So when I discovered this, I said, well, the heck with the rest of them. Buy them out. Buy them out. <laughs> All right, man. So just a rundown on the Glens Creek. Yep. Sweet spelling, almost like sweet wheat. Sweet. S-W-H-E-A-T. Yep, yep, yep. We had to, And um, that's from the first of season, you're on season three? Season three, episode one. Yeah, episode that was from one. Yep. episode one. Yep. 8.375 daily drinker. Right. Above a daily drinker. And also almost on episode nine. one, we've done, the, yeah. we've done the OCD, right. number five, yep. 6.5. Not a yep. daily drinker. Right. As far as the badges. As far as dang close. Our opinion. Oh, yeah, you're right there. It's right there at it. And on this episode, of course, we've done the. uh, COB, corn only bourbon. Yeah, COB 6.75, right there, almost daily daily drinker. Dang, yeah. Yeah. And and if you follow our podcast, like I said, we don't normally, if it's it's not to our liking, we we don't rate it just It has to be pretty damn good for us to give it a daily drinker rating. And the Glens Creek Hamilton Dark. 
an eight, solid eight. Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. On the on yeah. the Hamilton yeah. dark, I would almost have to be thinking, yeah, you know, be at work thinking, you know what, I'm gonna have a poor night, and that's what I want. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't yeah. think, uh, yeah, I'd have to want that. That is a right. yeah. To me, the the long the short end of it is a chalk covered cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you went home and you but didn't not want a sweet. A, yeah. If not you sweet. went home and you didn't want a cordial, you didn't want a uh, a cognac, and you wanted a bourbon, a bourbon whiskey. You know what? That's an excellent thing because that that is kind of like between a cognac and a bourbon. Yeah. And if so Sonic and Bourbon had a baby, that's what it'd be. That's it. And so uh, when I asked about that, he said specialty drinks are kind of a thing where they throw it to the back because they don't know how to classify it. And I'm like, well, that's your that's your sale right there. Mm-hmm. This sweet and that is a winner. And so when I think about going home, sitting there, I've got a room that looks out on a pond. You sit back, you're in a rocker, you got the fire rolling. And you want to just have something neat, whether it's on the rocks or I guess that's not neat, but on the rocks or neat. And you want to appeal to you and whoever with you, right? Your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever else. Freaking Hallmark moment. Hallmark moment. Don't get me teary eyes. I'm about to cry freaking here. You pull out a Hamilton dark and you're like, baby, would you like a Hallmark? A Hamilton dark. Edgy made eye contact with me. Don't do that, please. Googly eye contact and she goes, would you like a Hamilton Ryan? Yeah. Oh, could you pour me one? I think that would be if you would pair with a sweet bottom Betty cigar. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, that absolutely. would be or, yes. me, So you you said that's it on time, or a Luritan Drew Estate Big Juicy or Irish Hop, which you can't get anymore, but it's close to that Big Mama. <laughs> what he said? There you go. What he said? Okay. Yes, well, you sir. know he's going to throw it all out. We we'll yes, agree with you. All right, give me right a ahead. Hamilton Dark and a Big Juicy. A Big Juicy, a big juicy. <laughs> Drew Estate Luritan Big Juicy. Everybody needs to, to to demand that it comes back. Yes, sir. So it, it it is to the wayside. We can't get that. Oh my gosh! You you sit back and and have that, and you're like, you don't you don't need to take anything to go to sleep. You just sit there, rock yourself, and you wake up in the morning, and you're good. Then you go inside and think, man, I'm, yeah. I'm cold. <laughs> then, then you have a cough, and you're like, oh my god, there's another. Yeah, day. the uh, Hampton yeah. Dark is it, it is a. Like I said, chocolate, cherry, but a not it's not sweet, but that fat bottom right, Betty, right. the sweetness from well, that one. Look at this. So <laughs> we've literally now you can't you can't count anything against sweet because uh, we basically just open it up fresh. But the rest of them, it goes down the line here. Yeah, it does. You're right. And the Hamilton Dark is is close to if we did another round, you'd be close to empty. I'll tell you, and, and I think to be fair to because you drank half you before you got here. Yeah. <laughs> now, don't blame me, the messenger. So and blaming the messenger. You're a good poor. And on the two that didn't quite make a daily drinker, I think mm-hmm. to be fair to them, had they been a standalone poor oh, for the been, podcast, definitely been a yeah. daily drinker. Yeah, I think because yeah. we wouldn't yeah. have the comparison. Yeah, but yeah. once this this the the sweet man, that was it for me. Oh, it, done. This this is on time. I started off saying, you know, really the the Hamilton Dark was what drove me 
when I went there, I was like, oh, I was all about the Old Crow Distillery, blah, blah, blah. So the OCD number five and Cuervito Vivo. But then when I hit this corn only, I said, well, you know, that's history right there. That's that's really what they did. They took yeah, whatever and, they Isn't had. that great, the history of it? I love uh, a no good idea. story behind a the pour. They yeah. didn't did all this mixing and mashing stuff. Dude, they grew whatever the hell came out of the garden, and they well, had they hoped was they available. could do it. What, what was, was ever available. available. Yeah. And and that's it. That's it. That 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 COB is what our ancestors drank. It's good. It's and it's good. good. And okay, it's good. My enough. ancestor drank the Mad Dog twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. then then when you get the wheat and you're like, okay, so if they ain't corn, say say they grew wheat. Oh my God, this this sweet. Okay, Ed, mm. are you oh, are you on commission? <laughs> yeah, I think he's getting a paid Damn, spokesman man. job here. Yeah. Hey, and 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 I'm a Woodford Reserve basic guy, and I like Bardstown. And and so when I had this, I said, "Well, this is an epiphany." And I've got I've got a bunch of the other stuff, everything you could imagine. It's not quite as elaborate now for for, for the listeners. That is the vault that you're oh, looking at. Oh my god! It's you, a, you know Vic so, Yeager made uh, that for us. So Vic Yeager made Vic this? made that. Yeah. Okay, so that explains everything. Another vice guy, another special investigation guy. So there's a lock. Oh yeah, look, look on the, a cage yeah. that you, holds all these bourbons in this cage. <laughs> that you, that it's ain't. not even. It's not even. But the, I'm looking across and I see Knob Creek guy I don't out know in the green room. The, yeah, yeah. We didn't have enough room. But you got to you got to admit the lock on the cage. Uh huh. You can actually reach through the cage and get a bottle. <laughs> out. Yeah, so this it's, is all this is all BS. You can reach through the cage and you can pull the free. Now you may out. think you can reach. Oh, through right. You don't know about. Well, we are trusty yeah. souls, Ed. That's why we left the key in the lock. There's something very Jedi about this. Right? There's just, just like stick your hand in there and see what happens. Outside. But you gotta admit, uh, Jaeger went above and beyond. He did. And, and it was from Jim Paul because Jim comes into the to the uh, studio seventy seven. He kind of looks around and says. This is when we had our old vault. Yeah, our old right. vault. He's right. like, a, I thought you guys. So has Jaeger old. been on this? Podcast? Yeah, he and yeah, Jim Poole came in together. Yeah. It, the I day they I don't think that, I've heard that podcast. Yeah, the, yeah, the day he delivered that, they, he and, and Poole was on the podcast. So what? What did they drink? <laughs> oh shit! I don't remember our stuff. They brought the vault. Hey, if it's Vic and Jim, they had you provide their your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Ed, appreciate you being on the podcast, brother. Sorry, thank you, Jim. Sorry. Appreciate you being on the podcast. You got any shouts you want to do? I know we we forgot to do the last podcast, but make sure we get any shout outs you want to do. Shout outs to all the guys I work with in Charlotte. Um. There are a great bunch of guys, retired state, local, federal agents, and, uh, you know, they, they've done their time, they've seen their stuff, and they just show up and they do their job. And at, at the end of the day, they have an uh, amazing amount of stories, uh, just as colorful, if not more colorful, than what I have. And, and the great thing is, is I have the pleasure of working with them. Oh, good deal. We appreciate you being on the podcast, brother. I'd like to give a, uh, to our other brothers, Black Rifle Training Group. Shout out to them. Don't Tread Podcast. They only keep up the good work. Law Enforcement Today at lawenforcementtoday.com. For putting our podcast on their Yes, these guys, these guys taking care, they can get care of us. You know what? I'll give one more shout out to the Al, uh, 
Shit. Never mind. The owl shit? Yep. <laughs> what you said? Did you just say that? Yeah. I want to do something. A shout out and toast to Captain Gilreath. Kevin Gilreath. Oh, man. Kevin. I, mean, I was just thinking about I don't we know what. Done a toast I, I don't know what. Hey, we're going to do, do it. it. We're going to do it right hey, now. Let's do it right now. And also. Papa Bear. Get your damn yep. glass. Papa Bear. Yep. He would love this. They he would, would love it. Yep. So everybody oh, get gosh, your glass yep. up. Let's do it for Papa Bear. As we do that, can we do a co toast? A co-toast? Let's do two toasts. Though. We have two drinks. Well, we two got toast. <laughs> Edge poured. It don't matter. Yeah, edge poured right. a gallon each time. All right, the Papa Bear. The Papa Bear. That's the Papa right. Bear. There you go. Yep. God rest his soul. Yeah, the Captain Gastonia Police Department retired. Yep. I had the pleasure of replacing him as the vice captain. Yep. Big shoes to fill. Yeah, it was. He's but two guy. totally different dynamics, you and he. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would and, say. And, and so when it came down to, so when we used to have round table, table meetings of captains and people would side politically, the great thing I, I always took great enjoyment with is, is I would side with Kevin and we would be completely separate from everybody else. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of my favorite Kevin stories is we're, uh, I'm training in the last two weeks of training. You wrote with everybody, all the different officers on your team. And I'm riding with Kevin, and he says, "You know where you at?" I said, "Yeah, well, yeah." I looked at you know, yeah, I kind of where he says, "Uh, I'm really not sure." He goes, "Well, you're about two miles outside of the city. <laughs> Once you run out of street lights, you're, yeah. you're outside the city." And I learned yeah. that from, from Nick carried it from day on. He was yeah. a really, really, really good. I, captain. I have a great story from him for when he made captain. So he had a particular supervisor who eventually became chief. He told him, be a cold day in hell before you ever make captain. Be a cold day in hell before you ever make captain. I'll never forget this story. And so eventually it came down to where I don't remember all the circumstances, but but Kevin made captain. And he's walking past with his shiny new brass, right, bars. Bars. On his his bling bling. On his bling bling, walking past. And he's walking past, right past the office. Of the major who was sitting there who told him to be cold day in hell. And he stops. And if you can imagine for the listener, he backs up and he pulls out his his collar to where you can see the, <laughs> the bars, the double bars that the captain goes, well, I guess hell finally froze over, didn't it? <laughs> and him. you know what? I've, I've known Kevin. That's him. <laughs> That's him. Yeah, I went, I went to high school, with Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And he has always been a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. And and he said that was one of the greatest moments of his life. And that same same chief promoted me. I was his first promotion to sergeant when he became the first when he became chief. Oh, good deal. Yeah, cool. All these cool stories. Yeah, yep. good deal. Yeah, we're going to have to start doing that. You know, with all you know, some of the guys that's not with us no more. We said we were going to do it. We, yeah, we did it for yeah. a couple of episodes. We got to keep that up, guys. We do. Thank you very yeah. much, you guys, for allowing me the opportunity. Nah, we're glad you're here, man. And you know, you, you love Buck and with Buck as much as we oh, were, yeah. and you Buck could be a, a better person being on that mic and in that Buck seat. Buck. Buck is smiling, looking down. Well, let's toast to Buck. I mean, let's toast again. Can we do that right uh, now? Toast to Buck. Yeah, right. All right, B Dub. I'm sorry. I just wanted to keep toasting. <laughs> I got I don't the want to do it. Wait on it. Got to wait on it. He's got this big pour going on over here. Goodness. All right. Here's the Buck. There's the Buck. 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 Toast. Man, that's good. The Renegade Pig shout out this week goes to our National E Board. 
That's a first. But the sucking up, that's pretty good, though. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Astral e board. Guys, appreciate you being here. Ed, thank you very, very much. I appreciate Not just because you bought four pours. Four of them. Good uh, Thanks for being here, man. We, we really enjoyed it. And you got a fancy t shirt to be wearing around that today. Oh, I will be wearing that. That is your trophy. Free yes, of charge. <laughs> Remember, let's drink about it and drink responsibly. <laughs> this has been a Studio 77 for done. Absolutely. And memory, all your first responders, be safe and get home. <laughs> <laughs>